John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to the You Up podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. It's Friday, January 3rd. I am in the back of a car headed to the Salt Lake City International Airport. I don't know if it's international. I think it is, actually. Um, I'm in the back seat. Uh, flanked by two of my best friends in the whole world. Let's get them in here. Um, we're coming from Park City to Salt Lake City. Um, we only go to places with city in the name because how would people know their city otherwise? Um, we're leaving this quaint ski town, Park City. Uh, Andrew Collin is here, everyone. Yep, fresh off the mountain. Hit up some pow pow with the nar nar with the with the ski lift with the gondola with the cha cha. Wait, what cha-cha is not a word that people use in skiing. I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's it's something I picked up on the mountain. Some little gnarly man told me. Oh, yeah, you when you were by yourself on the mountain falling 12 times? Look, sometimes it takes <laughs> a few falls to get up to the top. No, you did great, man. I got to give it to you. I'm not skiing for 25 years. Um, the other times he went to the mountains with his friends, he snowboarded. So he hadn't put on a pair of skis in over 25 years, which is, um, you know... Shows how old I am. It really does show how old you are. I was just about to say that's uh, the last time you put on skis was when some of the girls you're dating were born. Not yet. Oh God, <laughs> so gross. Um, and then also joining me is my other best friend who has never been on the show yet. I don't think, but I um, I like having my best friends from my life who are not entertainers on the show. And uh, we met freshman year of college at the University of Boulder. And uh, we've been best friends ever since. She's my ride or die, and her name's Catherine. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Hi, thank you. I'm Kat, not an entertainer. Yeah, not an entertainer. Uh, her name's, yeah, Kat. Let's call you Kat. Um, she lives in Denver. She has a child. She has a husband. She has a, a, a life, a job. You're a social worker. I work with um, formerly homeless families, low-income families, um, it's a riot. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's weird because I have two best friends, one from high school and you, that bo- work to find homeless people housing. It's yeah. so crazy. And I don't have that many. I mean, this is out of six girls that I would consider my core, right. like, before stand-up yeah, friends. That's a pretty high percentage. Yeah. Definitely. We're looking at um, two out of six, and I don't even want to do the math. But it's <laughs> something like 33.3333 with a line on top because that means infinitum. Yeah. That was good math right there. One third. Yeah, one third. You know when they put a little line on the top of the three, that means it keeps going? Yeah. Why is that something we all picked up on but is like literally worthless? I mean, sometimes it, maybe it does stop. You never know. You, actually, you do know, and it it just is. It never does stop. Math and science are actually pretty ob, like uh, absolute um, things where yeah. we like do know. Well, look at pi, 3.14, but really it keeps going. And we do so much shit based off of pie, yet no one knows when it ends. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> okay, that's. I do. I do agree that I don't think it ever ends. Like it can keep going. I don't know how long someone's gone with pie before, but yeah, someone. There's there's definitely autistic men who know the number up until like a thousand yeah. digits after the the decimal. Get a life. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh look at the slopes, you guys. We're leaving Park City, and we went skiing the past two days, and we, we did a good job. We didn't, like, kill ourselves. I got to be honest. Like, I'm just into this new thing of, like, you know if you pay for an experience, and it's it's built up, and you're, like, like let's say you, like, you, like, for example, I went and saw whale sharks two weeks ago in Cabo, Mexico, and I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but um, it was awesome, and it was, like, a dream of mine. I've always loved whale sharks so much, and... I was like, thought I was going to cry. I thought my goggles were going to fill up with like tears. I was going to be so emotional. And then I like chilled with the whale shark and I just like took it in and I was like, cool, got it, fun, had some alone time with it, like on the bachelorette. I was like, can I borrow him for a second? And we went off and uh, he gave me the first impression algae, which was really sweet. Uh, But I don't know. I got back in the boat and then we had a chance to go back in and I was cold and I had already done it. And I was like, got it. I don't need to like push this. It's a lot of times when I go to a concert, you know, you go to the concert and you're like so excited and then you're just like tired of being on your feet. You want to go home, but you stick it out because you're like, 
and they've already played all your favorite songs, but you stick it out because you're like, I need to finish the whole thing. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about completion. What about you, Kat? Well, I feel like, I don't feel like that's a new thing for you. I think you've had pretty good boundaries on that front for um, a long time. And I would say the concert thing is hard, but in general, that's my, um, yeah, yeah. Don't. I just feel like, don't push it. Because then you can take this otherwise, like, awesome experience that you were going to have, and then you resent it because at the end of it, you were, like, tired. And that's, like, skiing yesterday. We could have kept going. And I was just like, I don't know what else I'm going to get out of this except maybe another fall. But you know what I did was when we went down the hill all the way down, I took a different little route, and it was by far the best run I've had. And so I did get something else out of it. I thought it couldn't get better. Um, What was your favorite part of skiing, Andrew? Um, my favorite part, I don't, usually when I go on ski trips, I get hammered with my friends, so hammered that I'm dehydrated and I'm like feeling like shit, but it was nice because I I ate a lot of nutrients, a lot of vitamins, and it just felt good to uh, really be able to be present with the mountain, and I felt like I really did improve pretty quickly for an old man with no legs. Yeah, you fell 12, approximately 12 times the first day, we're calling you old 12 Falls Andrew Collin. Yeah. Andrew, 12 Falls, Colin, Poop Knuckles. What are your other, what are your AKAs? You want them all? I mean, he does this at the top of every show, and if you don't listen to Puddles' his podcast, you might not know this, but it is entertaining. Let's, uh, my episode of Puddles is coming out this week, right? Ch- start listening to his podcast. It's really good. People love it. If you love this, you'll love it, and it's coming out Tuesday. We had so much fun. That was a great episode, so Tuesday it's going to drop. Okay, let's do your intro. All right, hey, welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin, a.k.a. Puddle Boy, a.k.a. Dry Dick, a.k.a. Poop Hands, a.k.a. Old Gray Balls, a.k.a. Garbage Face, a.k.a. Mice, a.k.a. Poop Nucks, a.k.a. Twelve Falls. <laughs> I'm so excited about that one being added. Wait, what is Old Gray Balls? What's that one from? That's when I had scabies on my balls. and I, <laughs> I I remember this from the first time we met that we related over having a scabies history. Wait, you have a scabies history? I do. Wait. Yes, and I... You don't want to share it. I mean, it's I. There's not much to say. Scabies is. Uh, I know, but but it did. Ma- did it make your labia look like old gray labia? So I wasn't really aware of my labia yet. <laughs> it was probably like nine. Oh. Oh yeah. You don't get aware of your labia till about thirty-two. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> and wait, when did? How did you know you had scabies? And when did you get diagnosed? And when did you finally get done with it? Because it took me months, and I was twenty-eight. Oh wow. But you don't shower and or take care of yourself, and especially during that time of your life. Okay, bet me then. So yours is like the kind of like frat house wrestling type of scabies. I think I got mine like out in the wilderness. Um, I don't know. Like natural scabies. That's what your uncle wants you to think. Right. Okay. Yes. Oh my God, Andrew. Um, no, so uh, I was really proud of you on the mountain yesterday. I did take some footage of you falling. If you haven't seen it on Andrew Collins' Instagram, you got to go watch it. He is. Well, you didn't really fall. It was like a th- uh, three-fourths of a fall. But you were coming down the mountain. I had already uh, descended the mountain was, like, in a, in a lawn chair outside this lodge just chilling. And then I spotted him because it was easy to spot his style because it was spastic and uh, cautious and anxious. Anxious. How do you say it? Anxiety. Um, Anxiety. This is the thing, though. That was my only blue run. It was pretty steep. You can't really tell from the video. On the greens, I really was... No, the video, it looks steep as shit, dude. Okay. All right, I'll take that. I don't know. I also think, like, we figured out a system. I let you guys go on different things, and then we'd meet up on the bottom. I thought everyone was very chill. Like, usually you go... I go with my friends, and they're, like, snowboarders, and they're like, Gotta catch up! Oh, grown hell is good! Oh, going on! Oh, we definitely thought that, but we um, we talked about that behind your back. But we didn't. I guess we did. It didn't get to you because you were so far behind. But we were screaming, "Come on! You gotta catch up, man!" Come on! Freshy pow pow nar nar. Sideline. <laughs> Moguls. Doors. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. God. Andrew's dropping inside jokes from this weekend. We had a lot. I got to say, I had so much fun with you guys. Um, Catherine is my best friend from college, like I said. And we met my freshman year um, at uh, – we were both in the same dorm. I was, like, looked like a uh, skeleton. 
and didn't have any friends because I was so anorexic and I had convinced my parents to let me go to school even though I shouldn't have gone because I was about to die any second. But then she was on my same floor and you and you and I just became, well, how do you see it happening? Um, well, my first memory of you is you were like pouring out, um, like Cheerios in the bathroom sink. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah, it was something weird, something eating disordery, and I was like, "Oh, how's all this?" She's one of she's she's one of my kind. But I I did I recognized it I did, um, but that's just like my first memory. And then I mean, the story goes, the lore is like we were at a frat party, everyone was drinking a lot, it sucked. We kind of looked at each other like, "Want to get out of here?" Yeah, because we our whole floor decided to go to a frat party, and we didn't know each other in the group of girls. It was just like everyone from our floor went, and we had only kind of like smiled at each other maybe, and then we locked eyes across a hallway in a frat house at the University of Colorado Boulder, and then we left. I think we were both looked at each other like, "You want to get out of here?" And then we went on a walk, and we were kind of like, "Let's go find Jean Benet Ramsey's murder house." (laughs) That came up for sure. Um, yeah, we just walked and walked and walked and talked and talked and talked and, um, got back to the dorm and it was just like, we both knew friends for life. Um, We both knew I, the lore goes that I stopped. I remember stopping like a couple blocks after we'd begun walking and we just connected right away. And I just like said to you, our kids are going to know each other. And that was just my way of being like, we're going to be best friends forever. And you were like, Oh, I love that. And I don't have kids, obviously, um, so mine won't. They, but they would know your kid, your son. Right. I mean, my kid will know Andrew. Yeah, he's my kid. <laughs> I mean, you're H- you're my kid. Your, your well, HPV day. knows her kids. Yeah, my HPV and my um, <laughs> my scabies that I've already uh, listen. I'm not. I don't have them yet, but I'm looking into it. And those scabies will know. They're the worst. It's the, scabies is the worst thing that ever happened to me. What really? Yeah. You have so much tragedy befall your life. What about when you burnt down the frat house? What about when um, you were in love with a girl who didn't like you for so long and you drove to Florida and you encountered her parents? That is the most tragic story. Have you ever told that on this podcast? Well, do you want the scabies story or that one? Do that one. Um, well, that one I was just uh, you know parent, kid of a parents that were divorced, so I thought the first girl I ever dated was going to be the one. And I was absolutely obsessed with her. I don't know if I was in love with her or just in lust with her, but, like, it was incredible infatuation. I would get drunk, and I would do the swingers thing where I would call maybe 45 times within six minutes just to check in. And um, I was obsessed with her. And then she would always break up with me and break my heart, and I'd cry. I'd write her poetry. I would cry and put tears on her face with my tears. It was a really a mess. But. Is this during the time when you were writing poetry alone in your room? Because we talked about that last night, and that also made me laugh so hard. I don't know why your pain makes me laugh, but I'm, gl- I'm glad you're over it. But, like, people gave me shit about laughing at you falling, and it's just so funny that you fell 12 times. Like, it's funny. People forget I'm a comedian. Like, there's nothing funnier than when bad things happen to me. Yeah, and and you telling me the story of you writing poetry. Like, I knew that you wrote a a, a poem about your mom drinking too much, where it called "She hits the bottle, she goes full throttle, she didn't coddle." But you writing that, like, I thought you wrote that when you were living with her, but you wrote that at, from school. Yeah, I wrote that from a fraternity house when I had mono. I would be laying in the dark <laughs> with a black light. And I would be listening to Chris Gaines, which was Garth Brooks' alter ego, which was very sad music. And I would just lay in the dark, and I would write poetry about my mom drinking. But when your friends found it, that's my favorite part of you just getting... I don't know, there's something... There's some, like, element in me that loves, like, someone being outed for being emo. For sure. I mean, look... I, I, looking back, I would have made fun of myself all the time, but you're like, you are like, you are right yeah, now. I am. I am. Okay, but you know so what? Part of me, I kind of missed the vulnerability of just sitting in the dark and writing poems and not caring Dude, about you, you Instagram live from the dark and you like talk, you whisper to your fans and you also write these Instagram posts that are extremely vulnerable. You're still doing all of that stuff. You're still doing all of it. So I drove. So me, my girlfriend lived in Fort Lauderdale at the time. This is college. And I lived about an hour and a half north of there. And I wanted 
uh, she broke up with me, and I was like, I gotta win her back, and I, it was literally like, I was like watching a lot of romantic comedies at the time, and I was like, you know what, I'll just drive down there, and I'll prove to her how much I love her, I kept trying to think, like, if I just prove to her, then she'll love me as much as I love her, so I drove an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, and, uh, she lived in a gated community, and I <laughs> was at the gate, and and I just punched in the number. She goes, why are you here? <laughs> Before I even get into the gate. And I go in and uh, I was like, hey. <laughs> Had you guys been broken up at this point? Yeah, we were broken up. And like her parents weren't like cool. Pa- we were like 19. Like me coming over from two hours away was just very strange because the parents were included in this too. What was your thought of what was going to happen? I thought we were going to embrace, and she was just going to be like, oh, my God. Clearly, you love me so much. You drove two hours, and you didn't even tell me that you were coming. Like, this is so spontaneous. You're the one. I I didn't know you were the one until you took this shot. And, boy, did you come through. And, really, it was just like, ew, you're fucking, like, a loser. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then what? I think I slept over in separate rooms and we didn't hook up and I just But didn't you walk in and her parents were like there just being like you were sitting around the kitchen like counter just like catching up and it was so awkward. So awkward. Just quiet and I was like that was the day I got scabies. So it was pretty No, 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 but no, but scabies was way worse than that. Wait, but but, I mean we've all done ridiculous things that we look back on and we're like, why did we think that was gonna get the guy or the girl or like whatever it is? Remember in um Kat, you were there for this. It was freshman year. We were drinking so much. Like uh, we were t- saying the other day that we used to do five shots, good to go. That meant, like, we w- could leave the dorm and go out on our night to drink more. Right. So we would take five shots of Barton's vodka, like, the cheapest we could buy. Mm-hmm. Some Minute Maid Diet Lemonade. <laughs> we would we would chase it with di- Diet Dr. Pepper or di- Diet Minute Maid. Diet, 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 diet. I probably hadn't eaten all fucking day. I'd get drunk so I could eat because it would, took bravery for me to eat. And then we would go out. And remember when we met that guy? I'm still attracted to him, even remembering this. The, are you talking about the two guys that we both yes. had to get at, at one point? Yeah. Um, Cole. One was named Cole, and one was named Nick. If you guys know two guys named Nick and Cole, who went to University <laughs> oh of Colorado God. in Boulder <laughs> in the year fall of 2002, 2003, and... They were in a frat. Oh, God, what... Uh, I've, that's one that oh my god I really was into Cole he was so cute and was so Nick cute. was cute too though Jesus they were both really cute Cole was like the traditionally hot guy shag kind of shaggy hair beautiful face Nick was like a little more scruffy yeah he had dark hair yeah. Cole had like a more like blondish I'm just I really want to find these guys because I think I, it could have been my soulmate yeah I can pick my Cole mate so I got wasted one night and Cole was nice enough like no one should have wanted to date me I looked insane like if you he just was nice and he probably like was trying to take pity on the like poor anorexic girl like there was no no guys wanted to hook up with me like back then it was just like not what was happening and um and I remember we got wasted. One night we got so wasted, I woke up and I had a number in my phone that was like 16 digits. So that didn't make any sense. And I had saved it under the name Pascaradimus. And we woke up and I go, Kat, who's Pascaradimus? And she was like, I don't know. And we never found out. Blackout thing. But Pascaradimus has always been a part of my life. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the horse show. Do you remember that one? No. A note on your door that was like, see you at the horse show. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. No and idea. I go, who did I agree to go to a horse show with? <laughs> this is terrible. Because we, I mean, blackout instantly. The whole night would be. And when you blackout drink, there's, uh, if you're listening and you drink and you blackout drink, I want you to know that maybe you don't know this. Your your brain doesn't make a memory of it. So there's nothing to be remembered. Like if someone can't remind you if you're blackout drunk like do you remember and no amount of them explaining what you did will bring the memory back you can make a false memory but your memory didn't store so there's nothing to be had um and it's like your film got exposed to the sunlight like it's there's nothing there but um so this Nick Cole, I thought I had a great line for him because I realized one night I texted him a million times. And I, uh, that was my first, like, come to Jesus of, like, you have a drinking problem because I woke up and I had called him, like, 13 times oh, wanting wow. to hook up. Like, I think I just decided, like, it's yes. going to – I have to hook up with someone. Yeah. I've never done it. And um, he obviously didn't pick up. And I had also texted him. This was beginning of texting. 
Yeah. No, I don't know. No, no we didn't have texting. We didn't have that. texting. Mm-hmm. No, but I, t- I think I told him or like had someone tell him that Probably. I should hook up with Nick and Cole because my name's Nicole, <laughs> and if you combined it, it would be oh, Nicole. Geez. And his friend's name was Nick. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I do. You remember like when you text and you and you'd have multiple letters on each number. Yeah. So you'd so, go like A would be yeah. or one would be A B C. So you'd have to press it three times to get a C. Right. Then you'd go. Then you'd wait for it to reset. Then you go oh. A. Press it once. And then then you'd you go down to off, the nine and press a T for cat. It was the rotary phone of Texas. But then you, if you wrote more than two sentences on a text, you're insane. Because it takes that long. Like, you knew, like... I was so fast that it wasn't insane. Like, I was really good at texting that way. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's weird to think of a world when texting... I know this is the most boring, like, old people conversation (laughs) of, like, I remember when we didn't text. But, like, I... We got along pretty well. Like, I... People still hooked up. We still had a good time. You and I, I mentioned it on my... um, What were you about to say? Sorry. No, I would just go over... Back in the day, you would go over your minutes when you would call because texting was annoying and then you'd go you know you'd get like a certain amount of minutes per month yeah. and then you'd go over and next thing you know your phone bill is like $1,800 well a new thing that kids are doing apparently the kids are um, <laughs> recording not the thing on the iPhone where you press record and that I hate those because when people send me those voice memos that are on the iPhone you have to listen to the whole thing because it doesn't you can't scroll through it and like uh, repl- you have to if you stop listening halfway through you got to listen from the beginning again and that sucks if anyone works for Apple, will you please fix that? So what kids are doing is recording voice memos and then sending those to each other. And so now people are, and which is a better way because there's like the other day I wanted to apologize to a friend of mine who I had like an epiphany about. I talked about it on the pod last week and I actually sent the apology. Um, and it was like a minute or two long. It was a minute 47. I thought that was an ample amount of time, but not too much. And I recorded my apology and I just sent it to him, which was good because there was no back and forth. There was no, I could just say what I wanted without him interrupting me or me waiting for him to like validate my response in some way. So I really like this new thing of recording. Kat and I. We did that for, we did that for a little while. Yeah, that was a great way to keep in touch. I want to, yeah. if you have a friend out of town who you like don't really talk to that much maybe you get to see them once a year at best which is how it is with me and Kat sometimes we saw each other twice this year yeah this is a good year yeah it was a good year but um what we used to do podcasts friend podcasts where I would just talk into my microphone for 45 minutes and catch her up on my life and then she would record one for me and then we would go back and forth and sometimes it would take weeks between but it was like a way to catch up with each other and not be interrupted and not get sidetracked. Yeah, it's more like a letter. It's like you're sending a letter. Yeah, dearest cat. <laughs> this is I used to always do those when I was walking my dogs that I gave away. Um but yeah, cat and I um I would sit in my I would sit in my car and just like outside the gym and be like, "You know what? I'm going to do a podcast instead." <laughs> yeah, it feels really good. So like if you are listening to this and you don't podcast, you can start podcasting with your friends and um, I just think it's a good way for people to keep in touch. Um, the new year is upon us. I don't know. It's crazy because I didn't. I did set some goals for this year. My one New Year's resolution is to not buy new clothes in, except underwear or um, socks and bras. And um, I forgot underwear on this trip. Like I only brought two pairs, and then I was out. And um, and Cat lent me her underwear, and they weren't like brand new. I wore my best friends underwear and I think that's I, a thing I think that's a, a thing yeah it was really it was really nice I'm wearing them right now too she gave me two pairs that's the gateway drug of scissoring oh. yeah I mean our vaginas have in some way linked up yeah. at some point yeah this is the next level for us well it was really nice of you to do that and I I disposed of the ones that I wore last night because I sweated a lot in bed and it was just like we we shared a bed I shared a bed with my best friend I don't normally do that like I just I have good boundaries I feel like we've graduated from that. Like, that was, would have been common yeah, 10 years ago. 10 years, yeah. Yeah, 10, 10 years ago, we would have definitely slept in the same bed because we would have shared. Because it would have been, like, cost efficient. Right, right. But this time, like, I just wanted to, like, we tried to get a second hotel room. They were booked up. And it was the best thing because I just got two nights in this tiny hotel in Park City with my best friend. And we sat in bed. And, like, we came home from skiing. We would take a nap after skiing. And then we would go get dinner 
last night was hilarious because, well, the night before we just went to the grocery store that was in the parking lot of our hotel. And then we came back and we just ate a ton of food. We both have like eating disorders, which has bonded us for life. Agreed. I mean, like, can't you just sense when a girl has an eating disorder and you're like, I, that girl and I are going to be friends. Like if someone has an eating disorder, I can smell it. And like, I just, and it's the second, or the second I find out that they do in their past, I'm like, that's why I liked you. Right. There, there's a trait, like there's some correlating traits that go along with it. Yeah. (laughs) Feel it like being um, a perfectionist. Usually eating disorder girls are pretty nice. Empathy, empathy comes with it. Yeah. Maybe empathy comes with it. I'm just tooting my own little anorexic (laughs) horn, but, um, and it's so skinny, my horn. It's very, very little. And don't think that it's not. What? It's a little flute. It's a little flute. It's a little... F- it's not a horn. God forbid. But last night... Um, so then we ate a bunch of food in bed. And then we... I'm a tuba. I don't ever watch Netflix or any shows. And when I have a friend, though, that watches it with me, I can, like, really commit to watching it. I watched so much TV, and it felt so good. I know that sounds ridiculous because it's, like... Why is it hard to watch TV? I don't know, guys. I can't watch TV. I can't watch movies. And having you there, we watched so much. I showed you Dan Perlman's um, series that okay. I am obsessed with, and I've talked about on the episode, on the podcast three times. If you guys haven't watched it yet, my friend who is an unbiased person, you watched it. Oh, I loved it. It's so well written and so well shot. Yeah, so well acted. Flatbushmisdemeanors.com if you want to watch three episodes, 15 minutes long each. They're amazing. And then we watched um, uh, Tim Robinson's show. On Netflix. So funny. What's it called? It's like, wish you weren't here or get out of here. You should leave now. You should leave now. Watch that on Netflix, you guys. It is so weird and so funny. I can't believe anyone approved that that show got made because it's so weird. I loved it. Um, And then we watched um, Shirkers, which was a recommendation from Dan Perlman of a a documentary I'd like. He was wrong. (laughs) It didn't have... um the payoff we were quite expecting yeah i mean it was a it was a I documentary it. i liked it it's a documentary about a creepy guy essentially right. and the bar is so high for that in terms of um abducted in plain sight you can't get creepier than that guy in that documentary so if any documentary tries to creep like out creep that you can't so i actually wrote dan and i was like there wasn't enough rape or incest right. in this documentary for my style yeah. but try again so the the movie is Shirkers. It actually is good. If you if you love filmmaking, you'll love Shirkers. Oh, something funny about like a serial killer that's only killed six. He's like, I can't even get on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, and then last night we watched. Um, oh, so last night we God, we're pulling up. By the way, sir, um, my friend is going to Southwest and we're going to American. Thank you so much. So last night we went out to go get food. We were going to go to a Thai restaurant in downtown Park City, which is not where we were staying by. But we were like, let's go out and like see the sights and put on a cute outfit. We did not have a cute outfit. We looked like shit. Then we get downtown and it is like hot guy central. I was like, I could (laughs) find my young guys. They were everywhere. Oh, my God, dude. I don't know. I was ovulating last night or something because I was horny for everyone. The weed, too. Oh, yeah. We smoked a little weed (laughs) in the parking lot of the um, fresh market in Park City, Utah, because we were walking to Starbucks before we got our Uber to go to dinner. And so we smoked pot out of like this pipe that Kat bought. It, It brought and it was like so high school college it felt it was like we were smoking in the parking lot of a walgreens because they were connected to the fresh market then we go to starbucks i walk in i have to go pick up my uh, my drink at the counter and there are two cops at the counter just sitting right and i reek of weed i have it in my purse i felt alive (laughs) alive i loved being a bad girl with weed on me that could get busted i realized that i get off on that I truly get off on that. Okay, we are pulling up to the terminal. We'll be back later. Which one is this? American. Oh, oh, it's both. Great. We'll be back later, guys. Uh, Stay tuned. And bye. Okay, we're back. Um, We are through security. Got our boarding passes. Ready to go. I'm here again with Kat and uh, Andrew Collin. Uh, We were talking about... So last night after we went to dinner, we go out. Oh, yeah, I felt alive because of the cops. I just felt so, like, I could get busted. It felt so good. Do you relate to that? That wa- uh, Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was, like, 15, I remember the cops came into a party, and I threw cigarettes under the, 
under the car, but you can't even get in trouble. I got made fun of for that for a long time. Oh, you should have been. Yo, contraband, go to get rid of the Marlboro Lights. <laughs> and it's like, you think the cops would have fucking cared? And then my buddy ran away from the cops and swam, like, away from the cops. And then... Uh, That's Florida. You can swim away from the cops. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so then he ends up going back to his parents, and he tells them everything we did bad over the last like seven years of our friendship just ratted out everything it was like the fat kid from stand by me anyway so then my mom came and picked me up and he told him that we smoked weed and the funny thing is we stole the weed from his dad right so yeah his dad's like trying to give us the speech like oh, oh, oh. he couldn't say anything because it was his weed and my mom i remember she goes you smoke marijuana so anyways yes i know that feeling of being a bad boy and uh, I felt it that day. I love it. I love, you know what I love is when I know I'm not doing anything wrong and it's still like against the law. Like, cause smoking weed in the parking lot, I'm not harming anyone. I'm not contributing to a, the pot was from a dispensary in Colorado. I'm not contributing to any kind of like drug trade. Nothing about me smoking pot in a parking lot. I'm not driving. There's nothing wrong with it. So if I get busted, I'll feel justified. And like, I went down like, like it's almost like when people get arrested protesting like climate change rallies. It's like, oh, okay, well they don't really, because sometimes when I got arrested, I just felt so bad about. It. I felt like a bad person when I got caught shoplifting. I was like, I'm, I didn't get arrested then, but I just felt so. Yeah, I knew I, what I was doing was wrong. But pot nowadays is like, even when I got arrested for pot back in the day, I felt bad about it because it was still illegal. But now, who gives a shit? It, yeah, it's like you are being arrested for being the more progressive person. Like, if you're protesting, smoking weed, it's like, get with yeah. the times. And if I got arrested, it would be great for my career. <laughs> that mugshot would get so many likes, a Park City arrest. And it wouldn't, like, I can afford it at this point to get arrested. Like, th that, it doesn't financially, like, th threaten my well-being like, like DUIs used to right. in 2008. I love you getting a mugshot. And you're like, can you, um... Lift the camera up a little bit. Can you do it from a higher angle? It's just like that is just not that flattering for me. <laughs> can I? Can you give me a second to just like put some makeup on? I would ask that. I would concealer out the concealer. Yeah, I would literally ask them, and I would make them laugh. They'd let me do it. I know it. I mean, the problem is, is that there's literally people in jail for like ten to twenty years for pot, and now every single. And now I'm picking up my Starbucks, blowing smoke and cops faces Illinois, Illinois just um, dismissed 11,000 people uh, on New Year's Eve for pot they got out they got out they got they're free because now it's decriminalized it's like going away yeah. for murder and yeah. then murder becomes legal and you're just like okay right. well the people we locked up for this we take it back let them all, let them all out yeah what that's great like if you were a, a weed dealer before and then you get out, and you're like, really? Now you could buy it at a store? It's like, what am I going to do? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. All my contacts are, are buying weed for 20% less and for, you know, whatever. I think it's more. I think you pay more. What do you think? Well, there are a lot of taxes involved. I, you do, you pay less. I mean, I remember in college paying like $50 for an eighth, and it's way cheaper than that. Yeah, that's true. But there are a lot of taxes involved, which is good. It's a, it's a good thing all around. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Remember in Vegas when we tried to buy weed off that guy in 2005? We went to go see Dave, Attell, Dave Attell's Insomniac tour live with Dane Cook. We were both obsessed. Sean Rouse, Greg Giraldo. We were just I, we were just fans of comedy. I'd been doing it a couple months, and we went to that show. We got to sit front row because they needed seat fillers because it was a taping. So we got our seats bumped up. We went to the after party. We hung out with Dave. And Greg Giraldo, and a little bit with Dane. It was magical. It was such a good night. You told Dane that I did was doing comedy, and I was so mad at you. I but know. ultimately, I was happy. I feel like I did that a couple times throughout our friendship during the drinking years. Like told a guy you like that I wasn't supposed to tell, and told Dane Cook that you did comedy. wasn't supposed to do that because um, I was like, let's just be cool. I'm not here as a comedian. Like I just started. I know that I'm. Like, I just knew I was lame at I'm that. Here. I'm only here to suck some cock, okay? <laughs> Don't you dare. No, it's like, there to see a comedy <laughs> show. Why do you think everything's about, like, trying to get... Cock? <laughs> yeah. No, I was not trying to get cock. But that night we bought... We tried to buy some weed off a guy in Vegas, and... I mean, it was bunched up paper towels. Yeah. 
Yeah, he put a, he gave us a. Oh, the bounty. Yeah, he, yeah. well, he just like faked train. us. Yeah. The bounty. Yeah, yeah dude, did you hit that PT, bro? <laughs> What's PT? Paper towel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were so pissed. We tried to like chase him, but not really. And then we got the fifty dollars back because Dave Attell gave us a bottle of Jaeger because we weren't Jaeger. that fun to hang out with. It was like three in the morning. We were like tagging along with Dave Attell. He was like realizing we weren't gonna hook up with him. So he's like, "Good night, ladies," and he gave us a Jaeger, a bottle of Jaeger, and had us on our way. Remember, we went to his hotel room, and there were like girls that were down to hook up with him, and we were just like annoying. How, yeah, I think yeah, that just was not on our radar at that point in our lives, like that, like hooking up with a comedian. Right? No way. No way. Um, and David's Hall is older. I remember telling him, "My dad and I love watching Insomniac together," and he was like, "That's nice, honey," or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Dave was drinking then, so he. Um, he's, he was pretty nice. He was really nice. And he gave us Jaeger. And then we ended up selling it, selling that bottle of Jaeger when we were sitting defeated on a park bench um, outside of our hotel. We were so sad because we had just lost $50 for some paper towels. And when these guys came up and were like, what's up, ladies? And we were like, nothing. And they're like, can we get a kiss? And I'm like, you can buy it. And then we were like, we we negotiated like a kiss on the cheek and a bottle of Jaeger and they gave us $50. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And so that was our gamble, our Vegas gamble. I don't think we gambled at all other than that. Um, we, you know, threw away our money and got it back. Yeah, that was really fun. No drugs, that, though. That's how hookers start, though. It's like just a kiss on the cheek for 50 What about on the mouth for 100 How about you slap around my tits for 250 you know yeah. what I mean? You could have made a, Our you could have started a business the there. Yeah, it could have really. <laughs> God. <laughs> it really is like, I know it's like the most cliche thing to say, but the guys you hook up with in your 20s and like the gross hookups you've had, like you might as well have been getting paid for those. Like girls that get yeah. paid for sex are like actually doing it the right way. Do you ever think about that? Like, why did I do? Why did I suck that guy's dick? I could have made money doing that with someone equally as gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think when you're, I mean, well, when it comes to us, when we were that age, they're like the, the confidence level and we, we wanted it. Like, I don't think that would have ever crossed our minds because it was like somehow we desired grow stick at the time. Yeah, we did. We did. We, we thought we deserved it. I just, um, my favorite porn star, uh, Kristen Scott, um, she recently wrote an Instagram story where she was like and she's been on the show before she's amazing I like I love her so much she's young and like I don't know I look up to her I like love porn stars I think there's the ones that are like really self-assured and self-made and like I just like think they're so cool but anyway she said that um someone was like are you ever gonna shoot a she was doing a Q&A and they were like are you ever gonna shoot a video with Nikki Glaser and she was like she could be an extra in a porn do you think she would want to do that and i was like a little bit sad that she demoted me to extra i was like because then i had a dream later on where i was about to do an anal scene i was about to do porn and i was like i'm what who cares at this point what are they going to take away from me if i'm in porn i guess they could take away a lot yeah your dignity no i'm just kidding no i think i don't know i can't see you getting fucked in the ass on camera i mean that would be so it's one thing to say it but then it, when you watch that footage of you i mean how what's the so point? i was about to do it in my dream and i was like let's just do this i want to do it and then right before i had that thought of like this will be out there forever for people to see of you like your kids like your best friend's kid that doesn't know your kid because you didn't have kids um yeah, and then I, I I turned it down in my dream, but I don't know, man. I can I just be an extra where I make out with her, and I don't get naked. I mean, I feel like if you're gonna do it, you gotta go all in. No, it'd be cool to like do a porn where you just make out. Like I've been in a porn, I've shot a porn, but all I did was make out. I think it'd be so funny if I did a porn where it's just one of those masturbation porns that like really turn women on. Like guys watch women like being a little nighty, and then they slowly like take their clothes off but it would be so funny if it was like if it was a guy or like yeah. me like slowly revealing everything and then just whacking it in front of you send videos of yourself whacking it though right no i've sent my cog but not like i've always have like kind of a gimmick going on like whether it's like under the blanket so it looks bigger i send half my cock so she doesn't know where it starts mm -hmm. i uh i send someone else's cock I just said the other day that I want guys. Did you really send someone else's cock? Okay, he didn't. Um, I was saying this the other day of like, I th 
like have so much dick anxiety, new dick, like seeing like a guy I like, like what if his dick is weird or like it's not even about small, it's just about like weird. And I still have to do something to it because it's out and I wanted it to come out because I was ready to, but now I don't want it because, and how am I going to tell him to put it away? And in some ways I like dick pics because they get you ready for like, for what you're going to get. So there's something about that, that I like, but I would be repulsed if any guy I was freshly dating sent me a dick pic out of nowhere. But there's, I wish that I could get it from another girl that he dated or something where it wasn't towards me. A little hand me down. Yeah, like uh, like that's the way I I'm shopping this in 2020 is only secondhand clothing, and I will take only secondhand <laughs> dick pics. I don't want any new dick pics. Um, I saw we watched so we went to dinner last night. We tried to go to dinner. Hot guys crawling all over Park City. I swear to God, it was like, it's wild because everyone's on vacation. Everyone's like rich and handsome and kind of like has a skier head, like just like tan mm-hmm. and like great haircuts. Yeah. They they just look like a bunch of rich men. Dressed well. Yeah, they yeah. And um I don't know. It Kat and I were like, if we were single in this town and still drinking, we would have a fun night. But instead, we went the 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 place we were going to dinner was permanently closed. Thanks, Yelp, for the heads up. Didn't give me a heads up. And then we went to the grocery store again, got food, and went back and ate at all and then yeah it was it was like the perfect i think our entire time downtown park city was amounted to about a half hour and like walking into a restaurant and then sitting down then walking out and then oh yeah we went to another we went to a restaurant to be like okay i guess we'll go to this one and it was overcrowded the kitchen was backed up i was like let's just sit here and figure out our plan of attack and then we went and shopped a little bit yeah uh yeah and that was enough that was like a taste of going out and then you don't need to do the full thing you can just get a taste the ta- it was perfect. And then going back and uh, eating and watching Netflix and cuddling is great. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really cuddle, but, like, you kept you kept some pillows in between us. I, yeah. Do you do that with your husband? You know, at one point last night, you were, like, close to me. And I was like, do it. Like, with Jared, I wouldn't think to, I wouldn't, it would just be, like, either I push him away or I'd, like, keep him there. And with you, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, I did. I kind of scooted over. Yeah, what's the protocol here? I don't know. I, was I, I trying to make a move? <sighs> Wait, what? How was I close no, to you? No, no, you just, we were just like touching. And I, I just moved over. Oh, interesting. That's so weird that I was touching you. <laughs> me too, her? Did I meet, yeah, did I meet too you? Do you feel? I don't feel me too, no. No. <laughs> I don't remember that. I do know that you were grinding your teeth a lot, and so I kept trying to kick you awake so you would stop because I just, it wasn't annoying me. It was more like I felt bad for your Through mouth. Yeah, I, I brought my mouth guard on this trip, and I did not wear it once. So, yeah. sorry about that, teeth and Nikki. <laughs> yeah, does your dentist go, dude, when he sees your teeth? No, I keep trying to get them to say that. I keep saying, this is bad, right? Like, I, I'm. how much time do I have before I don't have teeth? And they're like, oh, you're fine. Like, wear your mouth guard. But they, like, they need to scare me into it more. Yeah, yeah. I'll scare you. It sounded like you were, like, gr- like your, your poor jaw. And I think I might grind my teeth too, because for you do? sure, yeah, I grind the shit out of my teeth. It's such a weird thing to do that we don't do in waking life. Why do we do it then? And it sounds like squeaky. It's such a weird sound. Maybe you, Ugh. Maybe you want to talk, but you don't want to. Like you don't. You're not aware enough to open your mouth, so maybe you're talking by just grinding. Yeah, it's stress for yeah. sure. Yeah, I had a dentist once tell me, like, I've always thought it's, like, anxiety or stress that you're getting out in your sleep, but the dentist was like, no, your jaw's just not aligned, and when you're sleeping, it's, like, you trying to get your jaw back to, could be bullshit. I I, that sounds, it's just easier to be, like, it's stress. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but like that better. We watched <laughs> A Marriage Story last night, or we watched three-fourths of it. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, it's, um... I don't know. Have you seen it, Andrew? I did. Why did you stop watching it? Because we got tired. It was just too late at oh. night. We were both falling asleep. But um, I went from hating it to liking it to hating it to liking it to hating. Like, I was just all over the place. Ultimately, I can't wait to finish it. Yeah. So I did like it, I think. But the first 20 minutes, I was pissed. Because I'm like, why do people like this? Why is this a movie that is like everyone's talking about? Because the dialogue is annoying to me. Like... The, the whole opening monologue where he's talking about Scarlett Johansson's character and, like, 
She's the best mom. She's a little messy, but she's amazing in conversation. It just sounded like a man's idea of what the perfect woman is. And no woman actually exists like that, like her. But then she started talking about his character and being like, he's a great dad. And he'll, and, but, and it was like, oh, okay, this is the same thing. It's like this glorified version of a husband that you wish that you had. Well, also, when you're describing someone to a strange, that's what they were doing. Yeah. You're gonna, it's gonna come off more uh, general and cheesy, and you're not gonna talk about the dark parts. I was really grateful that 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 mon- those two monologues were written down for a, a therapist session. Yeah. So it opens, and they're just giving these monologues about each other, and you're watching the person, and you're like, and I was just like, no one talks like this. But then, oh, okay, they're in therapy. Yeah. Someone do- they made a bright these things that I, makes more sense. I was like, let's watch let's turn this off in that first portion and then as soon as it was like they're in an office and clearly not happy with each other I was like okay I'm on board <laughs> yeah Laura Dern is fantastic um, even though her role is so freaking annoying and it makes me not even like Scarlett Johansson's character that she would want to be friends with this person like it made me question her character and then Ray Liotta I think is the standout of the whole movie I, I thought he was brilliant and like it's weird because those Chantix commercials he's phoning it in so hard but in this he like I didn't even notice it was him at first because he was so good and it really gives you I mean I haven't seen the ending yet but like divorce the thing about divorce and I don't know anything because I don't know anything about marriage or divorce my friend here is married and I'm not letting her talk but like it it seems like when you end a marriage or a relationship, you go from like working with each other to make things work to like suddenly enemies in a fucking like just one moment. And then it's like you don't have any control over how they're going to treat you. And then it's like this person, it's just so brutal. This It showed how brutal it was. Yeah, yeah. It did a good job of showing how it can snowball. Like they started out being like, we're going to, we can do this. We, we, you know, we don't even need lawyers. And then like how it just snowballed from there that they, like you said, became enemies and like were battling each other. Um, and that, yeah, the whole, the whole divorce thing just looks... Terrible. <laughs> Terrible and so much money. I mean, even the guy, Alan, when he goes to the cheapest um, lawyer they can find, he's a $10,000 retainer and then $400 an hour. It's just like, it. I don't know. I know you're supposed to walk away from it either hating marriage or loving it, and I haven't finished it, so I don't know how to feel, but like right now I'm like, no. Unless I marry someone who I know is like a good person that won't yeah, fuck me over, but you don't know. No, you don't know. All these people, don't, you don't marry someone thinking they're going to fuck you over. That would be insane. I don't know. There's people I've dated that I'm like, oh, I've seen their mean streak. And by the way, I have a mean streak, so no one should marry me. I agree with that. That's it. But I won't try <laughs> no, to get anything from you because I'll make more money than you. I just like, yeah, I mean, the idea that they're just like, we're just going to, you know, split some things up. You're going to get the baseball cards. I'm going to get the TV. You'll get the kids for two days. I'll get them two days. Like, it's all fun. And then one person's like, yeah, but you kind of were the dickhead in it. And it's kind of your fault that we're getting divorced. And now I'm going after everything. Because if you don't go after everything, what they do is they go after everything. So then they get almost like so they get like half of that. But then if you go after everything, you look like a fucking... So the person's going to retaliate and be like, you're going to go after every... Fuck you. I liked the quote about uh, criminal lawyers see uh, bad people, see the good side of bad people, and divorce lawyers see the bad side of good people. That was a good line, and it really... I don't know. I guess I am glad that I never was a child of divorce. That movie just made me be like why wasn't I a lawyer because they make so much fucking money (laughs) like that's all I thought I was like I should have been a divorce lawyer but it's such a boring job this is so if you make it in this job you can make just as much money as them true true I don't know I just my parents were divorced and it took them years I mean to find they were still going to after you get divorced you're still going through court I mean it's insane and then you know you know and how they split up the kids like we were Wednesday and every other weekend my dad got that was it so I don't. Oh, you know, would he call on the off days? Oh no, 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 not at all. Would he ever cancel <laughs> going to having every other weekend? Would he be like, oh, I'm actually not this weekend? Here's the thing. They, this is what I think is interesting with divorce is like people to fight over their kids, to fight 
tooth and nail. I need this time. I need this time. And then you get the time and you don't utilize the time because all you're thinking about is getting more time. And it's all ego driven and it's not even about the actual time that you're actually spending with the kids. Yeah, that's a good point. So you could have a Wednesday and every other weekend and if you really, you can form a very strong bond in that time. Do you want to get married? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think... Because uh, you want kids. Kind of. I don't know. I have three nephews now. I know their dad is does well, so my brother. And so it's like, I know my family name and everything's fine. And they're right. great kids. And um, so there's less pressure. But, you know, it depends. If I do well in this job and I make enough money where I think I can provide or the wife can provide or, you know, my whole family dies and I get a nice trust... Which is going to happen. Hopefully. I'm fingers crossed every day. And, um, yeah, then I just think kids are so... I mean, you have a kid. How expensive? It's insane. Like, if you don't have help, it's... I don't know. Yeah, it's really expensive. But you were also saying the other day, it was interesting why um, you were saying, like, you probably need to date older women. What what was that conclusion you drew? Well, I want to date not too... Not my age, but not too young. Somewhere between. Why not too young? You were going for too young before. I was too young. They're fun. They're sexy. They're perky. Perky tits, perky face, perky smile, perky personality. But just, they're too much. They want to dance. I don't want to dance anymore. I don't want to spend four hours dancing. Like in a bar where there's no one else's dance. Like, what are we doing? When I was in my 20s, I wasn't dancing all the time. I think it's the type of girl you're going for. Yeah, no, I mean, I was talking to the other girl who's 24, 25 in Philly, and she was great. She wasn't a big dancer. She went, she liked going to bars where no one else was at. Like, we had a lot in common yeah. in that sense. I don't think it's just an age thing. I just feel like, um, I don't know, I just feel like someone that has lived a little bit more, somewhere between, like, 28 and 35. It's so interesting, though, because you're 39 and three quarters, and you won't date someone your own age because you want kids, possibly, and... That woman, a woman your age, would be too old to have kids in a couple of years, which is when you want to have them, right? Something like that. Sure, I'm sure I'll get a lot of bullshit for this, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think that if you're, if there'll be a smaller window of of when they're gonna want to get pregnant, but that you know, and if I want kids and I can't. But I want to have a couple more years to maybe decide if that person yeah. it wants to be. No, it makes sense. It's just really upsetting to someone like me who, like, doesn't, isn't sure, but, like, still wants the opportunity to, like, consider it with someone. But if they wouldn't even consider me because by the time they would want kids, I would be too old to have them, which is not now because I'm 35 and I could probably have kids up until 45 given how much money I have, you know? And you could always adopt. But for someone to write you off because you might not be able to is a lot worse than if you like, because I don't think I want kids. I'm probably betting on not having them, but I don't know. But but I feel like, I mean, guys, like I'll get written off by younger women all the time because I'm too old. No, I'm getting written off by older men, though. You're uh, getting older. written off by a younger woman because you should be because they're young. I'm what I'm learning yeah. from this discussion, which you're not wrong, is that. Older men might write me off. You said you would go up to 35. That's the highest you would go. I'm, I'm 30, uh, 35 and a half in seven months. And um, someone who's older than me might not want me because they might not be able to have kids. But then that's why, when do you have the discussion about do you want kids? How early in a dating process do you have that? I don't, that, nope, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, that's the thing. The window is everything becomes more intense the closer you get to the line of not being able to have a kid. It's I just think it's so kids. entitled for men to be like, I want a kid, and that's just like, what? it's like, well, you don't get to decide. Yeah. It's like not up to you, but I understand if you would like to be, it's just so easy being a dad. I just resent guys that are like, I want to be a dad, and it's like, oh, yeah, I would too. <laughs> Fucking easy as shit being a dad. No comment, really, other than, yeah, it's easier. But it's not easy. It's not easy to be a father. It's not easy to provide. It's not easy to go to work every day. It's not 
you have to take on the duties unless you want your wife to fucking hate you. You need to help with the kids. You have to help put them to sleep. You got to help changing diapers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I'm just feeling. But there is also there is also a discrepancy. I mean, but I would say like personally, I I hold my husband to a pretty high standard. I try to, and it, yeah, he's got to. I mean, he pulls his weight, and um, otherwise, yeah, we'd be miserable. You're right, dude. I remember one time when you were, I think you were like pregnant with your baby and I was like we were hanging out with Simon and we, we were this is years ago we were hanging out in your kitchen and Jared your husband was like playing video games in the in the living room and we were just talking like having tea and I was like I kind of whispered to you like what if your baby is like what this was before the amniotic test like this was early on or something like that and I was like what if your baby has like down syndrome or like some kind of like disability like that you could test for are you gonna keep it and you were like do you remember what you said I don't know if this is what I said in that particular conversation but this is making me think of a dream I had about him like getting one of those tests and them telling me that he had a micro penis (laughs) 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 that's what I was referring to he might be born with some affliction no that wasn't what I was referring to that's so funny that like is there a way to test before I get to you know four months in where I can kind of you know Ma'am, if your, you your baby's eight months I know that you just found out it has this very small dick but we can't get rid of this are you sure there's nothing we- his life is going to be the worst I can't I don't want to help him through it. I don't want to. He's going to live with me until I'm to go to 80. A special school. He's <laughs> yeah. going to have to ride a special little dick bus. Oh, he's going to have to have little dick books. And I'm going to have to read to him more because he's got such a little dick. He's going to be little dyslexic. And he's not going to understand. Um, no, but I remember you going, I don't know. We haven't talked about it. And then you just go, Jared. And he's like playing videos. And he's like, yeah. And you're like, um. If our baby is, like, retarded, like, if we get a test back that it's, like, I don't mean to use that. I'm using that word. Med- I guess that's not the medical. No. <laughs> what? You're using it. As I said it. Yeah, I'm yeah. using it for the, you know. As, yeah. I know. Cat. Please. So I'm sorry. Yeah, it was quoting cat. She said it, not me. But if our baby has special needs and we've discovered early on enough on our week what are we doing and he just goes we'll take care of it and you go okay and we both looked at each other like wait what did he mean by that like which way like we'll Uh we'll take care of it like we'll have it and take care of it or we'll get we'll take care of it are we talking about like italian mob take care of it or yes (laughs) or like yeah and then what he what he meant was we'd have it and have the baby and everything would be fine and i think we got lucky because i i think that's when i realized like i don't know that that's my opinion like oh (laughs) yeah i think you were like huh well, yeah. we probably should have discussed this because I don't know that I would sign up for that. That would be a hard thing yeah. to do, yeah. to have a child with a micro penis. But, um, yeah. God, is that something you even think about as the as the mother? I mean, obviously, it's something you're dreaming about as the mother of a child. Like, I, mean, I hope his I dick is big. I think I was dreaming about it, like, after spending some time with you. And we just talk about that type of thing. But, you know, I mean, it only comes up because Jer- my husband will be like, I don't know. I mean, I know it's too early to tell, but I, (laughs) and so I'm like, I have to, it comes up. That's amazing because let's admit it. Like you got to, it's so funny. I'm sure it comes up. It'd be so funny. if The parents are like, well, let's just see if he's a grower. (laughs) (laughs) We can always give him up. We can always just, um, he can go to the Uh, little little dick orphanage. (laughs) Another dumpster, another micro dick dumpster, baby. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, here's to wishing that your son has a giant dick. Yeah. Fingers crossed. How do you feel about that? I mean, just want him to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) And there's only one way he will be. Just kidding. That's why, like, I've been saying on stage, like, I'm so scared of new dicks. And I think every guy thinks I'm like, it might be small. It's not even that. It just might be, I don't know. It just might be weird. There's some weird ones. Yeah, there's weird dicks. There's weird vagina. Some girl sent me a vagina. It was so close up. I didn't know what it was. Like, that's how, like, I don't know. Vaginas are pretty 
you know, it was just like so a pack of erasers. But I think people talk a <laughs> lot. Yeah, yeah, number twos. And uh, I, I do feel like that, like, guys will be like, there's so many different kinds of vaginas, but there are so many. I didn't realize how many different dicks there are until you shower with a bunch of dudes. Or there's, like, naked shows for, com- for comedians, and you see some dicks that are, like... The balls are we. Everything's weird. Everything's weird. It's all very. We're all so different down there. It's like our faces. Like that's how different they are. And we all, like, we want to look like the people in porn because that's what we see. I mean, Andrew, you watch black guys just like fucking really tiny white girls. Is that your genre of porn? It, it tends to be what I click on on accident. What do you like about that? I just like seeing a white woman shut the fuck up, you know? No, no. I, I, I like, I don't, I, I, you know, I just like, I think part of it is like, it's like, part of it is like just watching something that maybe that I don't give a woman, you know, as much as like, I mean, it's crazy. They could do anything. These, the, you know, they do like reverse cowgirl. They can do fuck you from the living room if you're upstairs. <laughs> they, <laughs> you know, they can like. But you really do love, um, like guys who are like football player type guys. Like you'll do anything like a big black guy tells you to do. Like that's why you are now vegan, right? Well, there's nothing more as a white guy that you want to hear than get. A, a very cool badass black guy that you definitely admire to say that you're cool like there's something i don't know what it is mm-hmm. but it's like you know people have joked before it's like when a black guy calls you the n-word it's like oh, wow we are close and i am cool you know yeah. like he like he included me yeah all right how's veganism going for you well, I had um, a meatball sandwich. Too. What is the thing that got through to you in that documentary, Game Changers? If if I'm gonna t- try to give any vegan messaging right now, what was the thing that like landed for you aside from big black guys telling you that they're vegan, and so now you want to be vegan? I would I would say it's less about the cruelty cruelty towards animals, and it's just well, it's it's it definitely is less about that because you don't even know how to say it. Yeah, it's not about cruelty. Croutons. Can you, can you really try to say it? The cruel, cruel, cruelty. Good job. Cru- yeah. Uh, it's not about that. It's more about it's just healthier. And I want to feel better. And I know when I eat shitty, I, I just feel worse. And I don't I want to I don't want to do anything to my body that's going to make me feel worse. Yes, that's why I, mean, I quit drinking. It's like, why are you doing this to yourself? You've, you're doing this. No one's going to feel sorry for you when you're hungover sick because you did it to yourself. Whereas if you get cancer, everyone's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And, like, you get to be nurtured by your friends and family. When you're hungover, everyone just hates you. So stop doing it. And there's just, like, I'm just tired of, like, macho shit of, like, the what spoke to me is that eating a burger, eating a steak is macho. And it's like, we have this idea in America, especially, it's like ribs and, and brisket. And like, if you're not fucking eating a calf's dick, you're not a man. Yeah. And there's all this like, Ugh, and I think you could be a fucking badass and be humble and, you know, you don't have to brag about being a vegan. I only eat fucking vegetable. You never hear that. Like, I only eat fucking Brussels sprouts because I'm American. I'm a man. Yeah, and I You're think- really caught up in being a man. No, but I'm not. I think the idea is that, like, you can be a man and not fall into these lines that, that you're told what, what you're sold and what you're marketed to. Well, being a man to me is, like, being uh, unique and not following what everyone else wants from you. It's like, uh, like we were told from a small age that we need to be a certain way, like a certain weight and yes. have makeup and be whatever. And that's driven yeah. into. I mean, ti- the tides are a turning, which is good. Um, yeah, it's, I think was what we were saying. But yeah. yeah, when you're, you still, it still lingers in your head what you were told as a kid or what you grew up with. And um, yeah, I, I agree that 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 that's I agree with that. It's like the machismo that you're supposed to inhibit at all times to be a man is like a lot like you're supposed to be tiny as a girl. It's all yeah. the same shit, and like. I don't know. This week I've just let go of trying to look hot for someone. And I've I've been around a bunch of people that I've, like, wanted to look good in front of. And I just, like, let go of it because ultimately no one's going to like you for trying to be someone else. If they fall for that person, they're going to end up hating you because you can't keep it up forever. And not that me wearing a lot of makeup is, like, something that's, like, 
not me because I do like wearing makeup, but I want to wear makeup for me. I want to wear a low cut shirt for me because I feel like my tits look like it's it's a gray area, but like I'm tired of being disappointed in trying to like get people to like me by doing these things when because there's nothing worse than being all dressed up and no one gives a shit. It's like when you try too hard on stage. Like, it's not going well, so you, you push harder and you try to be funnier, but it really just comes from a fake place, yeah. and it ends up, you'd rather bomb by, like, not trying to appease, and I think that's what we do in our lives all the time. We try to appease so people like us, and then you don't get the reaction you want, and it hurts so much more. Yes. So just be yourself. Just be yourself. It, but it's hard to... Eat, n- eat meat. I don't give a shit. No, I do give a shit if you eat okay. meat. Don't eat meat. I, gotta I like. Ticket. You got a what? I gotta get a seat. Oh, yeah, we both got to go get seats. Okay, this has been the podcast coming at you from Salt Lake City International Airport. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. It was low-key on the back end, but we're just all, like, chill from our vacation. I vacationed twice in December. I'm so proud of myself. And um, I learned that it's really important to do. I always thought that it was kind of bullshit. And this vacation was actually a lot of work. There was a lot of lugging equipment, a lot of packing, a lot of... Just being, having to be places. You can go, Andrew, if you want to. I know you're getting anxious. Um, But check out my Degenerates episode. It's episode four. Uh, It's on Netflix now. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. People keep asking me when I shot it because I know they're like, you're so hot then. What happened to you? Um, I shot it in September. I know I've fallen off since then. I'm not, that was all lights and mirrors and makeup. And I'm not that hot in person, but it's a nice little uh, boost for my ego that people are like, you look so hot. But like, it's... It's gone. But you're doing it for you. But I, I, then I wasn't doing it for me. I was definitely doing it. Actually, I was doing that for me because my first special, my banging special, I just dressed conservatively because I just didn't want any of my fellow comedians to be like, she's not funny. She's just like hot. And that's why people liked it. And so I didn't dress hot for that. So I could just, if it was successful, I knew it would be because of the com- comedy. But this, if it's, I know the comedy's fucking awesome on this one. The special is, like, so, so good. It's jam-packed. I'm proud of it as fuck. But, like, I look so hot. So if people do like it, people could say it's because I am just look hot. So sorry. Sorry, not sorry. But I'm going to dress. I really did it. I, like, you know what? I dressed conservatively for banging because I was trying to appease people. And even that didn't work. I wish I would have dressed hotter for banging. It was a big regret of mine. And I was trying to specifically target one person who made me feel bad about trying to be hot. And... I don't even think that person watched the special or gave a shit. But I do think that if I would have dressed hot for it, that person would have been like, God, she like cares so much about what people think, which by the way, I do. And I say it all the time. So that's all I'll say on that. Um, We got to go catch a flight. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week on the podcast. And we're about to change um, things up here at uh, the U up podcast. I'm very excited for some announcements that are coming, but um, check out the radio show every day on Sirius XM Monday through Thursday. You know where to find us channel 95. We're back live this week, Monday with uh, great guests. And I'm so excited to be back in studio. So make sure you get a serious subscription. It's cheaper than you think. Check out the show every single day. You can hear me on your way to work, or you can listen later on the app. You can download um, episodes two hours every morning. So thanks for listening. Thanks for coming up to shows. Bang it out tour. Tickets available. Meet and greets available with the VIP option. Come meet me. Come see me. I love you so much. Watch Degenerate. Share it on your story. Share everything on your story. I love you guys, uh, and I'll see you next week. Squirt, squirt. Uh, Yeah. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.